Welcome to the Unblock Your Business podcast. I'm Abby Rogers, success coach, business coach, and hypnotherapist. And I help high achievers and business leaders master their subconscious habits for success, income goals, and above all, happiness. But success isn't just about mindset or strategy. It's about combining both and sealing the deal with a big dose of subconscious alignment because our subconscious holds the true key to unlocking our potential. Let's dive in and look at how you can show up bigger, better and more uniquely aligned in life and business today. Hello, welcome back to Unblock Your Business. Today we are going to be kicking off another little mini series of guest interviews and I'm really excited. We've got three interviews coming up over the next three weeks and these interviews are really going to hone in on the strategic things you need to be thinking about in your business to really accelerate your success. So really excited to be kicking off the first one today with the wonderful Kelly Cookson, who is founder of Cheer Up Marketing. And Kelly specializes in email marketing. She's got loads of fantastic stats and loads of fantastic strategy at her fingertips to help you make the best of email marketing. Um, in my personal experience, email marketing is incredibly important in business. Um, I really make it one of the foundational pieces of my marketing strategy because I think it's just so important to have that link in your puzzle. Uh, Kelly will explain a bit more about why and some good sound facts and figures behind that. Um, she has over 13 years experience in digital marketing. She's passionate about helping business owners to generate consistent leads and revenue through email marketing and allowing them to step away from social media and make more sales. Now, as well as copywriting email campaigns for her clients, Kelly teaches email marketing via her signature program, which is called Electric Email. And she has a free Facebook group, which is called From Spam to Wham. If you check out the uh, links in the show notes, you'll be able to find that and join her there. Loves to drink Yorkshire tea. She says two cups in the morning, please. And she can be found wherever music's playing, which includes at her local CrossFit gym, where she won't be breaking any records, but will definitely be breaking into a sweat. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Kelly. And I think you're going to find this really insightful and really a huge help to your business. So um, happy listening. Great. So really excited today to welcome the lovely Kelly Cookson to our podcast to talk to us basically about email marketing. Um, Kelly is a massive expert in email marketing. It's, it's everything she does in her business. So wonderful to have you here today, Kelly. Do you want to tell us firstly a little bit about your business and how email marketing has come to be your thing, how you got there? Sure. Thanks, Abby, especially for calling me an email marketing expert. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, me and email marketing, we go way back actually. So I've been running my own business since January, 2020. So I'm just coming up to my two year birthday, which is very exciting. Um, and prior to that, I've got um, a, lo- a long career in digital marketing. So I've been working in marketing for about 13 years altogether. Mm-hmm. And yeah, before starting this business, I was head of marketing for an international software company. And prior to that, I've had various different roles in um, other kind of corporate organizations doing marketing. Mm-hmm. And that marketing role was always everything everything in the marketing mix. So there was a bit of events man- management thrown in there, which I hated, not my jam at all. Um, social media, writing website copy of course the strategy managing budgets all of that kind of stuff mm. but the one constant friend that has been there I think since my very first job back in 2008 mm-hmm. was email marketing 
So it's always been the thing that's been quite central to any kind of marketing communications plan that I've been putting together in my corporate role, because that's where the power lies. So I always knew that sending out emails was the most efficient way to reach an audience. Mm-hmm. And sure, we had social campaigns and all kinds of radio adverts, even in one business that I worked for, um, lots of kind of elements of the marketing mix. But email has been like a constant thing. And I will say those emails that we sent back in 2008 look nothing like the emails I send in my own business now, all this time later. They were, I think, shock horror, attaching a PDF newsletter (laughs) to an email and sending it out um, for a law firm that I work for. um, Yes, emails come a long way. But I knew when I left my corporate role um, at the end of December 2019 to start Cheer Up Marketing, mm-hmm. that email was going to play a big part in the own uh, sort of marketing and promotion of my own business. And I actually didn't start out just doing email marketing for clients. So that's all that I do now. I'm 100% email marketing. I have two strands to my business. One is writing people's emails campaigns for them. And the other side of it is I teach other service-based businesses how to DIY their own email through my online program. But Initially, I started off doing everything that I've been doing in my corporate role. So I kind of ended up accidentally being a marketing manager for about six different clients, which was super tiring. And um, yeah, there was just too much to it. So I had a bit of a stern talking to myself, did some soul searching and decided I was going to niche down into my favorite aspect of marketing, which is, of course, email marketing. So that's how I ended up just doing email and kind of my background why email is my BFF (laughs) so it's always been there a constant friend but I thought what am I really good at what do I enjoy how can I simplify my business so I thought right we're going to go for email because that's that's my jam it felt a bit scary though niching down into one aspect of marketing so I suddenly thought well all the people that want me to write their website copy or run social campaigns I'm essentially shutting the door in their face now I'm saying no just do email yeah, yeah, but um, it worked but, out well. <laughs> but you, you kind of have to do that, don't you? Just like really condense it down to what is it that I'm absolutely able to give 100% to and really focus yes. on that. When you do that, it's just the magic starts to happen, doesn't it? Yes, it's so funny because be as soon as I said I'm the, I'm the email person, well, then I couldn't stop the clients coming. There's, oh, can I need help with my email marketing campaigns? I know you do email marketing. I need help with this. So and immediately I was absolutely relieved and so excited that I'd put myself out there as right I just do email and then the clients came so it paid off niching down so if anybody's listening to this and thinking about niching (laughs) there's an example for you as somebody who's done it and it worked really well it worked really well yeah I think it I think it takes some time to get there as you say lots of soul searching and often Mm -hmm. it's the most obvious thing it's kind of the thing that's right under your nose that you don't see (laughs) that's just waiting for you to jump into but um, yeah it's, it's worth taking your time to get it right isn't it yeah I'm so glad I did Awesome. So what's what's so special about email marketing? and Why do you think it's really essential for entrepreneurs and business, business owners to incorporate it into their strategy? So there's the natural comparison here between email and social media. And um, I will say that I do enjoy a bit of Instagram and I have a Facebook group, which is um, a really nice way to connect with my audience. So I'm not going to completely bash social media. But honestly, why I love email so much is because comparing the reach that I get between email and social and the results in terms of how many people I can drive back to look at my sales page or connect with me. Email wins hands down every time in terms of percentage of eyes looking at my content, the leads it brings in, 
yeah. and the clicks that I'm getting back to the content that, you know, that I'm driving people there. Mm. So I think, um, I know we like a stat. So the last time I Googled this the other week, I think it said around 6% of your Instagram followers will see your story. Yeah. Around 5.2%, I think it was, of your Facebook followers will see one of your posts in their newsfeed. Mm-hmm. And then when you compare that to email marketing, so I would say for people with a small list, you actually have, um, you'll have a higher percentage of people opening your emails. It tends, your open rate tends to die off as your list gets, um, or mm-hmm. tail off slightly as your list gets bigger. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're new to email marketing, you've got a list of a few hundred people, you can expect around a 40% open rate on a really good day, mm-hmm. minimum 20%. So even if you're just getting 20% of people opening and reading your content on email, when you compare that to six or 5% of sort of Instagram or Facebook, I think- yeah the numbers speak for themselves so that's the number one reason why I feel like I'm constantly shouting about email marketing um for people who aren't using it yeah because I'm just like it's a no-brainer everybody come on like you're gonna (laughs) you want people to see this content that you're pouring your heart and soul into on social media um repurpose that as an email you know or point people to your podcast your youtube channel your blog get those people on an email list because ultimately more of those people are going to see it than just mm-hmm. sticking a few posts out on social. Yeah. So that's one of the big reasons that I shout about it all of the time. Yeah. Um, it's all about the reach. And I think um, something that people also don't consider is around this being ability to be a little bit more personal. Yeah. So I've definitely found that in the conversations that I'm having in my email inbox with my subscribers, they feel more kind of personal, I don't say genuine, because you can have some really nice chats with people on social media for sure. But when somebody replies in your inbox, it feels like that connection is perhaps a little bit more solid, maybe. I don't know. It feels like a more cozy, intimate environment, like we're emailing, you know, it's our personal email addresses rather than maybe just chatting on an open thread on a Facebook group or something like that where everybody else can see it. Um, Even the DMs, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, I use those quite a lot to connect with people, but I still feel like when someone emails me back, it's like they've made the effort. I'm going to email them back. And it just feels like, yeah, there's something nice about this. Like we're chatting on email. It feels a bit more personal. So I will say that that's another thing that I think email has going for it. And um, I know you and I were just chatting about how you like to write, Abby. And I think same here. So luckily, I do enjoy creative writing and it flows quite well. I would also say with email marketing, you can be a little bit more creative, write a little bit longer. I think maybe on social, you want your post to be a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. You can definitely get creative with the writing. um, And I also feel it's just far less draining to write an email than it is to show up on social media. I don't know if I, I know I'm not the only one. I know you're nodding now. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. And the other thing, so this is my, so I've got so many reasons why I love email marketing, why it's essential. But keep going, the keep other going. thing is <laughs> that when you go on Instagram and you start sort of, okay, so I'll engage with people on my stories, like reply to stories, all of that kind of thing, reply to my messages. 100% of the time, I'm, no, I'm not disciplined in this. I get sucked into either looking at somebody's reels or going on the newsfeed or, oh, I'm just going to see what Britney's doing on her account. You know, (laughs) I just get dragged into this kind of social media time suck where I'm just, you know, there or clicking around on Facebook groups and stuff. So for me, as somebody who only works part time, I'm very, I want to be disciplined with my time. Mm. I don't want to get sucked down that, um, that hole of just looking at stuff on social media. So with email, you know, I write it, I send it out. I reply to people. It's job done. Like there's nothing. <laughs> there's no bells and whistles to distract me. <laughs> totally, totally. I think I think that's a really good point as well about there being that 
deeper connection with your email list because I think people that are on your email list genuinely really want to be there and really want to hear from you don't know whereas on social mm-hmm. it's just they're, they're happening to be in your group or see what you're doing but they're, they're not necessarily so bought into it as they are with email um, yeah because with email remember they've given you your email they've given over their email address to mm. you so there is an element of quite a lot of trust to do that because we get so many rubbish emails every day or you know you get spam and um, people trying to sell you stuff that you don't want so to trust handing over your precious email address to somebody and say yeah I want to get your emails that's actually quite a big thing yeah so I think once people have done that definitely feel a little bit more um yeah invested in you I don't know there's there's something there that's quite a nice connection that's made from them handing over their email address and then trusting you with it so you know don't break that trust people send good emails (laughs) (laughs) totally totally and I gather also it um it really shows in terms of conversions as well I don't have any stats at my fingertips but I've heard good things about you're much more likely to make good sales from your email list than you are yes do you know I mean about I think I've had a look at this recently people were asking me you know well what what's your social versus email kind of conversion rate I have estimated around 70% of my new business comes from my email list. So, you know, I absolutely do get new clients and leads coming from social. Because like Mm -hmm. I said, I've got this Facebook group. There's about a thousand people in there now. And I've got a few thousand people on Instagram. So people do reach out to me that way. But it's the sales, the emails that I send when I invite people to work with me, they are the ones that I can see people are clicking through either to purchase or to book a call with me or to have an inquiry and ask a question. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like the, that is a much higher lead generator for me than the yeah. social media. Yeah. Uh, so it's more efficient. So more stats for you. I spent, I'm calculating <laughs> this because I'm a bit of a time tracking nerd. So I use a tool called Toggle, which is a free time tracking tool. So even this podcast recording, I'm tracking the time that we're spending on this. But um, mm-hmm. I like to know like how much time I'm spending on marketing mm-hmm. versus client work versus in my program, that kind of stuff. So I spend around two hours a week planning and writing two kind of newsletter style emails to my list. So this isn't necessarily the kind of sales campaigns I'll do on top of that. But those two hours a week nurturing my list feels like such a smart place to be spending my time when I look at the results that I get back. Um, And I do also track my social media stuff. And I did a story on this on social yesterday. I don't know if that's ironic, but I'm on social (laughs) But anyway, um, last month I spent just four hours doing promoting my business on social media. Mm-hmm. So I've really, really consciously whittled that time down, mm-hmm. partly by outsourcing part of it to my VA. And I've now got a copywriter doing my Instagram captions. So I'm cheating a little bit, but nice the point is I want to spend more time on the thing that brings in the leads, which is the email marketing, mm-hmm. less time faffing about on social media and checking what Britney Spears is up to these days. So. Brilliant. <laughs> Good plan. Good plan. <laughs> Sounds like it's really working. <laughs> So what would you say to to anybody who doesn't love writing emails or is avoiding making it part of their business? Anybody who just really doesn't feel like they're a natural writer, maybe, or just doesn't feel the love for it? No, I totally get that. So as I said, I I love writing. um, So that makes it easy for me. Probably that's part of the reason why I've niched down into email marketing, because I love to write. And really, I have to be quite disciplined and cut lots of words out of my finished email. Otherwise, it turns into a book. I would say if you don't love writing emails, I suspect you might be making it a little bit harder for yourself than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And I would say if you're creating content anywhere, so if you are posting on social a couple of times a week, or maybe even every day, maybe you've got a podcast, maybe you're creating um, YouTube content, or you have a blog, then you can absolutely write an email, just one email a week, you can turn 
some of that content, repurpose it into an email. It doesn't have to be long. Mm -hmm. And I think that can take a lot of the pressure off of, oh, what am I going to write about? You don't have to sit down and think of something completely new that you haven't put anywhere else. So remember, when you put something out on Facebook and Instagram uh, or even LinkedIn, et cetera, wherever you are, the percentage of people that see it is so small. So absolutely take that thing, that Mm -hmm. post, that piece of content, and repurpose it for an email. So don't make it hard on yourself. Just try and take what you already have and put it on an email. Now, of course, if you haven't got a list, then you've got that first little barrier to overcome is to start getting people onto your list. Um, And I will say, you know, everybody starts from zero. But the sooner you start, the sooner you're going to be sitting there with a list of people you can reach out to and then know that reliably 20 to 40% of those people are going to see the content when you send it out. So I think that's what motivates me is the reach and the results that I've seen for myself and my clients. Like I now do the numbers game thinking, right, well, if I send this email to X amount of people, I get this amount of clicks and this amount of conversions. Yeah. Imagine if my list was 10,000 people, you know, so that's what I'm going for. I want yeah. 10,000 <laughs> times this, this list, you know, and um you can start to do the math and get excited. So I would say, try that. Look at yeah. what you're getting back and aim yeah. for the stars. <laughs> That's it. When you when you do the numbers and when you start to go, I know that if I send it out to this many people, I'll get X percentage back. Then it it becomes yeah. less of a like a worry, doesn't it? It's more like you you can guarantee yeah. those results, or you know what you're likely to get, which is reassuring exactly. in many ways. <laughs> yeah, and exciting. I feel excited when I've got an email and I read it through, and I know when it's a really good email because I kind of get a bit tingly. I'm like, oh yeah, this is really good. This is a great story. <laughs> it's a really strong call to action. I've really nailed it with this one. When I press send, and I'm like, oh, here we go, and then I'm refreshing. Like, how many people have opened it? How many people are clicking? <laughs> oh, somebody's clicking. Um, that kind of thing. So it genuinely excites me when I press send on an email. Mm. Not so much on social because again I feel like I'm just running the gauntlet there um yeah against the algorithm but yeah that's how I want people to feel excited about the potential of this asset that you're building for your business yeah. and it is an asset you know when you um I think actually it was Leonie Dawson that you had on your podcast the other mm. week Abby she said when you want to sell your business if you have an email list and it's actually an asset that increases the value of your business yeah. whereas your social media following does not so no. you know I think that says a lot doesn't it for email kind of brings it home doesn't it yeah so have you got any tips on um building that email list just for anybody who's starting out yeah absolutely so the very basic thing that I think everybody should do um the first step you need to take when you want to grow your list is at the point where you're asking people to subscribe make sure that you communicate the value the so what factor the benefit remember people are trusting you with their email address they're putting it into that form they want to know what they're going to get back so rather than just inviting people to subscribe to my weekly newsletter or monthly newsletter whatever it is that's a weak call to action. It's like, no, I don't think so. I think I'll pass. I don't really want to sign up for more news. It sounds a bit boring, may I say. Um, So I think at that point, even just a generic opt-in form on your website, let people know what kind of content you're going to be sharing. Mm -hmm. So on mine, if you go to cheeruppmarketing.com, you'll see in the footer of every page, you just have the generic subscribe to the cheer list. So this is another thing. I've given my email list of what I think is a fun on-brand name. So Cheer Up Marketing is the cheer list. So you're opting into the cheer list. You're not just signing up for a weekly newsletter. And I put at the point where you opt in that I'll be sharing email marketing tips and advice and behind the scenes of my business. You'll be the first to know about anything new that's going on, something like that. I've written it in better words than I've just described it there. But the point is people know that they're opting into an email list where I'm going to be talking to them about email marketing. 
And this helps me as well, because I don't want people joining my list that aren't interested in email marketing because they're not my ideal client. So the people on there have already got to have a bit of, oh, I am interested in email. I want to know what it's all about. And that leads on to kind of hopefully working with me further down the line. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about how to invite people onto your list, make sure you let them know at the point they're going to opt in on that form, what it is you're going to be emailing them about. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the next level thing along from that is to create something called a lead magnet or otherwise known as an opt-in freebie. But this is essentially a piece of... um valuable information so it might be a pdf guide or a template or even a free mini training or an audio recording something that's going to encourage your ideal client to hand over their email address to access that free piece of content Mm -hmm. so yes i have one running at the minute in fact it's been running for about 18 months now and i'm only just about to change it so i'm actually creating a free video course um, Mm and like a mini course i've got um a lead magnet on my website, which is a free PDF guide, 10 subject line tactics to get your emails opened. Mm -hmm. So I know that my ideal client, the people who are using email aren't really getting the results they want. And part of that is they can't get people to open their emails. So I've got some tactics there for creating interesting, exciting subject lines. So again, I know that's one of the steps that my ideal client wants to take. um, So that get them on my list and then nurture them that way. So think of something that's a logical piece of information or valuable content that your ideal client would like and opt them in that way wonderful thank you so what's the best way our listeners can really approach that email list of theirs to make sure they're really using it to its full potential yeah I think something that people often forget to do is actually to use the email list to sell and I know why this is it's like oh I don't (laughs) want to be salesy like I hate getting spammy salesy emails with sleazy tactics in them and you know what? Most emails sent every day are rubbish. <laughs> I actually keep a folder <laughs> of the really bad ones. But I also keep a folder of awesome emails in my Gmail. So you can be one of the people that sends a great email and you don't need to be really pushy or salesy to mm. invite people to work with you. So I think you kind of need to not fall into the trap of just sharing value in your emails all the time. So people say, oh, I just want my email list to be valuable and just help people and all that kind of stuff. That's brilliant. But value doesn't always need to be giving people free advice. No. So entertaining somebody via your words in an email or empathizing with them or maybe sharing your story is also a form of sharing value so you don't always need to give people free tips be yourself share entertain empathize make people laugh whatever um but also don't forget to sell so kind of something that's helped to help me reframe selling a little bit because in those early days you know when you start out you're like a bit shy about it or I felt a bit oh oh to sell even as self is to think, look, you're doing your audience a disservice or your subscribers a disservice if you don't let them know how they can work with you. Mm. Because for all the free advice in the world or all the value you share, if you can help to solve a pain point or transform your ideal client's life in some way, then let them know in your email. (laughs) So don't just, you know, give away the free stuff. Say, look, and if you would like help with this, book a call here. You know, I can help you. I want to help you. So you can even go as far as kind of this, method of using everyday selling in your email marketing where even at the end of um you know a story or an anecdote or something entertaining you're sharing you can link that back to a call to action and say look you know if you need help with this I'd love to help you check out my sales page book a call that kind of thing reply Mm. you know reply if you're interested in this so try and remember to be selling (laughs) and it doesn't have to be in a horrible pushy way like you can weave it into your story the value that you're sharing 
that's how you're going to make get the full potential out of your email list it's actually to remember to sell people and send them to a website (laughs) send them to somewhere that tells them how they can work with you you know that's ultimately what we're doing this for as well as you know creating those nice connections like we're in business for a reason invite people to work with you please (laughs) totally totally absolutely agree I think selling is just this word that almost would be better to remove it from our vocabulary and just remember that we're there to serve people and to to share our stuff with them and help them absolutely yeah love that reframe so lastly just a a quick question kind of a little bit off piste but I always love to ask people this one so what would you tell your startup self now if you could wind that clock back and go back to the beginning what what would you do I mean this is such a good question (laughs) for me right now because I'm coming up to as I said my two-year birthday will be in January Mm. um and I would say to myself you absolutely won't believe where you'll be in two years time um looking where I've come from so having all of those different clients and actually having to dump a lot of them for one of a better word six months into my business going this isn't how I want to run my business or my life um sort of essentially starting again yeah um yeah you won't believe where you'll be in two years time and I would also say to myself I wouldn't change anything you know like don't stress about the journey I think everything that's happened like the good and the bad or the stressful times that I've had which I feel lucky I haven't had too many but there have been sort of those heart sinking moments when things haven't gone right you think oh god is this for me? I think everything's happened for a reason. And all the way through the last two years, I've been right where I needed to be at that time. So I think I couldn't have changed anything. Like you have to go through the things that you go through to get to where you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I really couldn't change anything. And of course I would say to myself, keep growing that email list because when I started, (laughs) obviously there was zero. And then I waited until I got 30 subscribers before I sent an email. I was like, right, this Mm -hmm. is it. I've got 30. That feels like a nice round number. I'm going to commit to sending an email every week and I haven't missed a week ever. So keep growing the list because as I've said, about 70% of my new business is coming from that list now. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lord knows I want to take time off Instagram and Facebook at the weekend, delete the apps and being able to continually nurture people through my lead magnets and, um, you know, scheduling kind of sales campaigns and all that kind of stuff has absolutely been magical for me like honestly magical is the word like setting those campaigns up and knowing that people are going through those sequences and clicking through to my offers and learning more about me and Mm -hmm. finding out my personality and all of that kind of stuff has been um yeah yeah, it's been a massive part of getting me to where I am today which is running a pretty successful business for just two years in so Absolutely. Yeah, keep growing yeah. the email list. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And it's so nice when you've got those systems set up and you can just kind of leave it there and like your marketing yeah. is doing itself then, isn't it? It's, it is. It's automated. Putting in yeah. the top of the funnel, as they call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it keeps going from there. So it's a, yeah, it's a wonderful thing once you've got it all set up. Feels like a big job at first, but it's well worth it. Yeah, it does. But you know, my my lead magnet, the current one. So if you go to my website, um, cheeropmarketing.com, you'll see like there's plenty of course to action for the lead magnet, which is the 10 subject buying tactics, the guide. Mm-hmm. That's been running for about 18 months now. And I think I've tweaked one of the emails once in 18 mm-hmm. months. And it's brought hundreds of subscribers into my email list for yeah. free. I never ran ads to that. So it's all been organic. Fantastic. Um, yeah so that's been absolutely amazing for getting new subscribers on and they go through a series of five emails so they come in via the form they get the they get the guide and then they're nurtured and then they drop onto my email list and they're getting two emails a week from me now and then sales campaigns when I do them so that's been an absolute um oh it's been brilliant you know just to run that consistently and it felt like a lot of the time because I had to create the guide and then write the emails but you know I haven't touched it really since so yeah. yeah, once you've put the hard work in and you've automated it, you can sit back and 
switch your phone off and <laughs> let those people be nurtured on autopilot hooray <laughs> that's what it's all about living wonderful. the dream <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> wonderful that's been so so helpful today thank you so many great tips there kelly um oh thanks for having me honestly brilliant. email marketing people we need it <laughs> yeah absolutely I'm, I'm such a big fan i think um, everything you've just said today has really really confirmed that for me as well but it's oh, it's perfect. one of my absolute favorite tools so yes and i love your emails that. abby so i always read oh, them so yeah yeah i'm you. sure some of yours have gone into my awesome email folder as well <laughs> oh that's a big compliment thank you yeah. <laughs> amazing right i shall uh, i shall leave you in peace but thank you so much it's been great to have you and, thanks uh, for having me take care see you soon Amazing to talk to Kelly there. So much useful information to uh, take away and hopefully you'll be cracking on with that email list and getting that built as soon as possible. Next week on the podcast, I have special treat for you. I've got Robin Waite, founder of Fearless Business, talking to us about how you can double your income and scale your business in the space of literally two or three months, a very short time. It's quite a long one, so it's going to be a lovely special to sit down to over Christmas and the new year and just enjoy a little bit of time out focusing on building your business see you then have a great week in the meantime take care thanks for listening I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode if you have it would be incredible if you could pop a review on iTunes Google Spotify or your favorite podcast platform and if you want to dive deeper you can find me in my Facebook group unlock your business or at www.unbookyourbusiness.com.